0: I'm Alicia Puig, and you're listening to The Truth In This Art Podcast with Rob Lee.
1: Welcome to The Truth In This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee, and today I have the privilege of being in conversation with a Baltimore-based, I'm going to say that in inverted commas, Baltimore-based <laughs> multi, multi-artist multi uh, currently living in Tokyo, Japan, uh, self-expressing through music. Photography, video, poetry, traditional and digital art, and a little bit of some, some some bedroom dancing. Please welcome Anna Kugel. Welcome to the podcast.
0: Hi, thank you for having me.
1: Thank you for for popping on. Um, I mean, I'm 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 quasi like envious that you're in the place where I want to be at. So you know, <laughs> shout out to you on that.
0: Yes, um, they're open for tourists now, though. Uh, oh. Finally, after years. So. Now's your,
1: now's your chance so yeah make space for huge <laughs> like you know like blacks never mind uh so with <laughs> that i, I want to I open it up with um something that some people have a challenge in talking about and some people are like oh i love talking about myself so could you share your story and ultimately like you know include where you grew up and um what um prompted the move from uh, baltimore to tokyo T- let's talk about yeah. that
0: All right. Absolutely. So, um, I grew up in Baltimore County. Hmm. Let's see. I grew up in Baltimore County and, um, I've just, I've always been into everything I've always been into since I was a child. (laughs) So, um, uh, I loved, uh, music, anime, photography, drawing art in general, um, my entire life throughout my childhood. And, um, I got into working as a photographer for quite some time in Baltimore, and I really enjoyed it, but the workload was a lot for me, and that kind of prompted my move to Japan for right now. Um, uh, I never got to meet my dad's side of the family, so I am part Japanese, so I kind of wanted to explore some of my culture. So in order to take a break from work and life, I sort of just made the decision a couple years back to save up and kind of just come here for at least a year and just get away from everything I knew and kind of just start over and see where this takes me, have have a nice break, not a week or two of vacation here (laughs) or there. (laughs) I needed a complete reset and um, I felt like this was the thing that I really wanted to do. So I did that. Yeah
1: yeah thank thank you for for sharing that and uh yeah making that that real commitment to going to a place like i on occasion i think about leaving baltimore and seeing you know in a true sense not like like you said like you know not a week not Mm -hmm. not 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 an extended staycation but like really like committing to like this is what my normal is going to be for years so you know i would imagine that there are certain changes and in, in in differences you know having the the interest and in, i would imagine before going there but what were some of the changes that or differences the biggest differences that that you experienced going there i would imagine you know maybe language i'm not sure but tell, tell me about that
0: um definitely language there is a language barrier but i am learning the language so i can kind of communicate a little bit um It's a huge change. Uh, I feel like a lot of people have these big dreams to do stuff like this, and then they don't do it because it, it, it takes a lot of effort and kind of facing fears and you're, you're you're stepping into something that you have no idea what's going to happen, like as you're going. So, um, coming here and not really knowing anyone, I had one friend that was here that ended up leaving very early on after I got here. So being alone, is probably the biggest thing I've faced that is very different. Being here and being okay, being alone, you know, having your own space doing your day-to-day things and not having anybody that's very close to you and still feeling safe, just mm-hmm. being in your own company. And that was one of the biggest things I really wanted to work on while I was here, uh, because you know, back in Baltimore, I had all of my friends, I had all of my family. You know, I could lean on anyone. I could, you know, continuously like be around and talk to everyone. So coming here was more of like finding myself, being with myself and kind of being able to trust myself. Yeah. And the, the language barrier really, really helped with that <laughs> as well. <laughs> so uh, it, it's very alienating, but I mentally prepared for this to be like that. Right. Um, but I, I love it here. It's It's great. And, you know, once you do catch on to the language, Um, It helps a lot. And there are also a lot of very great foreigners here. Yeah. Um, A lot of great artists, of course, in Tokyo, you know, there's great art and music scene for sure. So that is very comforting to be meeting a lot of other artists as well.
1: I I would imagine um, kind of getting used to all of the robots walking around. It's a thing as well. (laughs) (laughs) so so as, as an artist that is in multiple disciplines right um you know expressing through you know music photography video digital art what feelings ultimately are you trying to express in a given medium
0: i love this question i really love this question um i am trying to express everything i feel like all of my work is just introspect so it's a constant cycle of existence (laughs) like I'm, I'm just trying to express like my personal existence and putting it into forms of art and uh hoping that it makes people feel what I was feeling in those moments regardless of the emotions I'm trying to pull out and I think it's very important to accept and like yeah to accept all of the emotions that you can feel as a person because, you know, they're all very important. So definitely, it, yeah, it's very <laughs> introspective. <laughs> but um, I, I definitely just trying to convey that uh, living is a very vast.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's a thing where people are like, oh, yeah, well, I want to talk about being in love. It's like, that's cool. But I also want to talk about like days that like kind of suck or, you know, it makes it relatable and it makes it uh, something that's accessible as as well. Because, you know, I I joke on occasion, never had a bad day, no bad days, no losses, never lost. And it's like, no, there are some times Uh, where it sucked. Yeah,
0: exactly. For sure. It's uh, definitely about, it's being, it's being vulnerable. It's being extremely vulnerable in the sense of like, there are emotions that make people very uncomfortable, but they are normal and it is okay to have them. And I really want to be able to connect through that with people so people can understand that, you know, it's just a part of your experience and it's totally fine to have bad days. It's good to have bad days because you can't have good days without them. So
1: so who are you, And I think you touched on this a little bit about some of those kind of like early loves in terms of remember animation, well, anime popping out and things of that sort. But who or what are some of those influences for you?
0: I guess the longest obsession I have is Pokemon. Um,
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs>
0: um, I don't think I'll ever uh, I'll ever not love Pokemon. That That's my number one. Um, I honestly pulled inspiration from everything around me. I think when I was younger, I was just really enjoying life and um i know a lot of people throughout growing up kind of struggle with self-identity and kind of being judged um i didn't have that as much when i was younger like i definitely got picked on and stuff but I, i didn't really understand uh judgment and within that that kind of uh let me be a little bit fearless for a while so i i really didn't put myself in a box and, and I pulled inspiration from everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything and everything. I never really hated anything. I kind of just saw everything for what it was. And right. uh, I think that's a really good view, um, especially as you get older and you are shoved in boxes to uh, kind of get back to. Yeah. Yeah. I,
1: I, I would imagine I used to, um, you know, cause we all have that different experience of, people trying to bully us or or whatever. And I, I feel like now I'm a, I'm a bigger person, but people still try to like bully me. I was always like the big kid in class. And I, I would be looked at as like, oh, that's the prize uh, buck to take down. Like if I could bully him, then I've done something. But I was just like uninterested in being bullied. I was like, this yeah. is what you're trying? This is what you're, oh man, really? <clears throat> that's what you want to do now? <laughs>
0: I just I didn't understand it personally. I was just like, "What are like? Are you okay?" Because yeah, I was just a weird little kid. I was like obsessed with bugs. I loved lying <laughs> outside. Like I, I just I loved what I loved, and it, it never really dawned on me that people like were picking on me in the first place. So I, I guess that was a really good uh, good thing. But like in retrospect, I'm, I'm I'm like looking back, and I'm like, "Oh, they were picking on me." Like, oh, okay. <laughs>
1: So, so for you, what was your, creatively, what was your, your first love? Like, you know, for me, this, this wasn't the thing initially, like podcasting, I kind of came to this when I was, you know, in those f- sort of formative years, I was maybe 14, maybe 13 or 14, when I first started like recording conversations or what have you. Um, I wanted to be an illustrator. That was like that first love for me, illustration. So what was that first love for you?
0: Music. Um, hands down music, uh, I really didn't understand art when I was younger. I just liked what I liked. And, uh, my mom would always be like, oh, they're an artist. And I didn't understand that term. Cause I was just like, I just like doing what I like. But overall, my number one is absolutely, me- absolutely music. It's the one thing I feel like I can fully express and really just be 100% myself
1: and so the th- in in working in multiple mediums does does one medium maybe serve another one how do how do they kind of work and how do they marry together if at all like um like I, I always look at it like this like i'm of two minds like i do you know data i'm a data analyst in my day job and somehow that you know that knowledge and data helps me maybe come up with how i'm going to approach strategically my work and you know working as a facilitator if you will of storytelling i can actually storytell the data maybe put it in a way that's digestible so in where your interests lie how did they kind of align and maybe serve each other
0: um i guess as far as visual arts the photography and like the drawing and the digital art kind of overlap because you know it's it's all a, a visual process, and uh, that does help me with um, with creation. And then I guess the biggest thing is that I really enjoy jumping between my mediums because I I use them differently. Um, music is a very emotional thing for me. Mm-hmm. photography is a, uh, I get my body up and out and moving and going somewhere and like exploring. And that that's very important to me. And then sitting down and drawing and doing digital art that can either be something that is very passive and simple, or I'm also doing emotional work through drawing. And then of course, poetry, you know, I'm I'm sorting out my mind. So it it's just, uh, depending on how I want to be expressing it and like how I'm feeling.
1: Got you. Got you. That's that's good. I, I like to see how those things kind of work together where it's like, oh, when, when when someone has a fully realized vision, it's like, yeah, you know, I have some, you know, background in, in digital art or what have you, which gives me the eye for my album cover or maybe how I want a video shot or what have you.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. They, they all go hand in hand. And I I'm always somehow overlapping them in some type of way and trying to use them all to my advantage for. Yeah, for each other.
1: So, I, I read this quote about comparison kills creativity. That sounds like a rap line. Uh, do you agree with that? And if so, how do you combat it? And what sort of behaviors um, come to mind when that 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 impact or kill creativity?
0: Oh man. Okay. <laughs> yes. One hundred percent that that is such a huge thing that I've fallen into that I haven't experienced for a very long time. But now I do experience because of social media, um, you know, when you're following a ton of other artists and, you know, they're pumping out a bunch of like work. that That's terrifying. Yeah. You feel like you have to catch up to something, you know. Um, And I think the biggest thing to reel it back is to remember why you're creating in the first place. And that's, 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 that's it. You know, why are you creating? There is no, there's no timeline for you to be doing something. Um, and, uh, I get caught in feeling like I need to work very quickly and have a lot of turnaround instead of enjoying the process. And, uh, Enjoying the process is the most important part. So, I definitely try to stay off of social media when I'm I'm feeling like a little too sped up, like feeling like I need to be on a time timeline.
1: And do you feel that? And I and I agree with that, by the way. Like <laughs> a lot, because I think it. I don't know how much is talked about, but my belief is this that. We're creatively and I'm I'm, I'm putting the lowercase and almost a dotted line when I include myself in the we, but there's expectation that the users on social media are are putting out that content. And for people who are creators, there's a devaluation of what you're creating. So if you look at Instagram, right, it was a photo sharing site and now they don't care about photos. So you got to do video and it's like you could fall into that trap of my work isn't as valid or i need to pump this stuff out and it has nothing to do with your peers or even how you value it it's by some algorithm made by some faceless person who may not know anything about art or anything about creativity but to market yourself in a way or to have people aware of your work in some regards it is necessity
0: Oh, absolutely. And I think that's the biggest thing I struggle with. I am terrible at maintaining social media for for my crafts because, you know, I do a lot of different things. I'm not putting all of my efforts into one specific thing, and I don't want to give that up. I don't, I don't want to make a social media page where I am only portraying my wins and, uh, like, a product. I'm yeah. not a product. I'm a human, and I want to stick to that. I think that's my biggest goal within being an artist. I don't want to be a niche artist. I really don't. I just want to be able to be outside of the box and you know be confident with that and yeah, stick with that. I, I don't really want to want to narrow myself into <laughs> into just one thing. Yeah,
1: and and I think people are around us like when you hear someone who the people that come to mind are, I mean, he's. Super deprecated, nearly cancelled, or completely cancelled, but I think of you know Kanye West to a degree, but I really start looking at like another person that's cancelled, i guess uh um James Franco a little bit, but you know Donald Glover of there are multiple things that these people are interested in that in and, and it definitely has a sort of like artistic lens to it that I want to be able to do this and so now I have the the resources to do it and make this idea actionable, whether it is, I want to direct or I want to make a music video or I want to do clothing or shoes and so on and so forth. And people, they they like people who are polymaths, but they want to see you kind of work hard for it and see you kind of fail versus Yeah, sure, you should be able to do that. And I think mm-hmm. it's this sort of push that I think if we can if we can tap back into what it was or what it felt like to be a kid to not really like have those restrictions that are baked in it, it's really it feels really good it feels really good it's like i'm just doing my thing and you know whatever one is pursuing like i told people on this podcast at a time to- at times that i'm just looking for friends you know <laughs> and if that is what it is and i'm able to do that through having conversations through this medium then I'm not trying to do anything. That's the thing that guides me, it brings me back. It's like, am I interested in talking to this person about their work and about what goes into their work? That makes it work. That That's a lot of work.
0: <laughs> I agree with that so much. Yeah, it's, it's so difficult because people, you know, the way society is now and the way media is portrayed is that everything is so digestible and so quick and it's hard to digest somebody that is, Being someone and not something. So I I'm in the same boat with you. I'm I'm just trying to have good connections, have good people and just like have have a good time, you know, and just live and learn and and not feel stressed about needing to be some type of product.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and I would look back at why I got started with it and always trying to like find things that are more similar versus things that are different. And you know, look at why I got started in podcasting overall and I am coming up on 14 years of doing it where I thought like, you know, I had these weird news stories. That was where I started. And I was like, this is interesting. Let me share that with someone. And it's now kind of morphed into this podcast where it's like, I think this person is interesting. How can I help them share their story? I think that these people are doing interesting things. How can we position what they're doing in a in a way that people can become more aware of it not making it digestible not saying oh yeah well here's a clip of a hot take that this person had yeah who cares Hannah Kugel said this oh you know I don't I don't know if I'm looking for that but I think this is a way to get past in some some instances maybe a way to get past that shyness that you know if I met you like at a uh at a bar at a, at a place, having a nice soda pop, a uh, Shirley Temple or something. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to talk to you, but doing it with the glass in front of me is this uh glass of protection. This is my um, anti-kryptonite, if you will.
0: <laughs> For sure. Absolutely. No, I totally agree. I feel like this is a beautiful thing. And I, I feel like I would want to do something like this, like, cause you're, you're connecting with people, you know, you're getting to know people and in the way that you should and, being genuine for
1: sure. And I've tried to, even with it, try to add this dynamic, which is why I have the rapid fire questions of, yeah, we could talk about your work, but I want to go a little bit level, a deeper level in who's the person? What's the what's the person into? You like peanut butter? You like chocolate? What you into? <laughs> and and really being able to add that extra thing and it was a it, it was an intentional effort not to present the person as a commodity as a thing but to show them as a person outside of your art. What are some of your interests? Um, and I how do you like spending your your so much of your spare times you have so much I would imagine.
0: <laughs> um. Oh man, my my art is is my interest, but um. I actually am in language school, so I do school Monday through Friday, um, and it takes up a lot more time than I thought it would, and uh, it's it's very stressful, but I do enjoy it. Uh, But outside of that, I really enjoy traveling. I really enjoy nature and hiking. Unplugging, unplugging from society is very, very important to me. It really is. Going out, going hiking, you know, no social media, just being being one with the force, Um, (laughs) really just decompressing and grounding and remembering that, you know, you're just, you're living, you're living and you're in your moments. And um, I really enjoy playing sports. Uh, Physical activity is as important as mental. And um, yeah, just hanging out, going to shows, A little bit of video games here and there um really just a lot of decompressing things since the arts can get overwhelming sometimes it's usually stuff that is more relaxing yeah yeah
1: what sports are you playing
0: um soccer basketball uh i will literally play anything though but those are usually my top two a little bit of frisbee throw a throw a football here and there but
1: yeah i mean i feel like I would want to go there and hang out with the salary men just to feel like my day is easier. It's like, oh, you guys are losing it. This is great. Pass the Sephora, brother. You ain't any over there? Thanks.
0: Yeah. Um, it's, it's great. And then they get on the train and they fall asleep on your shoulder. <laughs> they just pass out. I
1: mean, that's, that's sport awful. for me right there. <laughs> I'm, I'm salary man watching. Don't bother me. I'm having a great time.
0: Oh my gosh, no
1: so let let let's let's tap back in a little bit on a, a project let's say you know something that you're currently working on right because i think that that's what we're currently working on is the most fresh thing right so when you're when you came to this realization that you wanted to work on this project whatever it is whether it's i'm working on a song whether it is i'm doing some ser- ser- series of photography what have you what is the first thing that you do, something that's in the middle and something towards the end that you feel like all right I'm, I'm, this is solid i've i've done my I've done my duty here
0: um this is the most stressful question personally. I am sorry <laughs> um, i out outside of my crafts, I am very very organized um within my crafts it's a mess it's an absolute mess um when it comes to music uh since that is more of an emotional Expression. I, when I'm feeling something, I simply do it. When I'm hearing a melody in my head, when I am feeling a a beat, when I am, when I am just freestyling lyrics, I will grab my phone, I will record it. I, or if I'm on my laptop, I will open up my program and I will record it. And then I will go from there and I will let that flow as much as it can. Um, that is always kind of like a a state of mind uh, thing. And then as far as photography, um, I really enjoy just going out and shooting, but I also do like setting up shoots and setting up lights and kind of giving it a very specific feel um, depending on what I'm shooting. Um, So photography, if I'm working with somebody else, I I definitely have like a we do this and then we do this and then you know we do this music i will go at it from any angle absolutely any angle and then as far as drawing that is also just like a I feel like drawing, I'm going to draw something. If it turns into a sketch, it's a sketch. If I want to make it into a full piece, then I start planning a full piece. You know, I don't I don't really go into something having expectations because I feel like that kind of ruins the creative energy into a process. I don't want to feel like I need to have a finished product. I want it to happen over time. Um, And then when I need to polish something, it's because it's already it, it already exists. So then I, I take it and then, you know, kind of go from there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think riding off of that is something that I've done more of and I feel more comfortable in it. And sometimes, if I'm if I'm being honest, I'll look at, like, all right, I want to do this interview. I And, and sometimes it's very rare, but sometimes if we're being honest, you know, it's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm feeling it. And either if it's multiple interviews, I don't want it to carry over. So I'm like, all right, if it's one, all right, I can get it up. You know that that sounds weird, but I can get it up and make it make it happen. But and if it's like three or four interviews, and I'm already starting off that first one with a little meh on it, nah, it's it's time to let let it go. And in other instances, you know, I'll get up and I'm like, this is an idea that really excites me. Doing this sort of batch of interviews and doing it in this way, and I'm just going for it. And I find like as a person who's an ideator that. If I'm like, let me talk to somebody and share this with them, and then they just kind of piss it away. It's like, hey, let's just freestyle it. We're just freestyling, man. Let's just bounce ideas. I'm like, don't, don't kill it, don't waste it, you know. And that's that's the thing that I find, and kind of one of the things you mentioned that kind of stuck out was like, you know, just kind of like riding. It. You have that idea. It's like, I want to see it to fruition. I want to see it. Like, I, I've been on this recently. I'll have an idea, and I know it's a good idea, and I'll just tell it to somebody else. And it's like, you do it. I just want it to happen. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. I never thought about doing that. Maybe I'll. Yeah.
1: Because it's you know
0: when I get over when I get over one, I'm just gonna be like, hey, I really want this to be done, but
1: you got to do it. I'm. It's because I'm old. Because I'm old. I'm like I need some young. I need some young soldier to do it. I'm like done. I'm like it's over over here. You know (laughs) I got soft spots. I'm not gonna finish that. Uh, so. Um, here's the last question I got for you before I get to those rapid fire questions that everyone loves so much. and I've added some, updated some for you based oh, on gosh. the conversation so far. yeah, be be afraid, be very afraid to quote oh. to quote the fly. <laughs> uh, so what would be that that piece of advice for you that you know has has served you and you feel that may serve in in an artist or person listening that? Is in that similar like like bucket or similar sort of spot or have like a similar experience that you have where you know you're 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 just creating, you're just making it happen and you're creating based off what you may feel at a certain point. What's a piece of advice that you have that you would want to share to the listeners?
0: Oh my gosh. The pressure in this. Um
1: no such thing as pressure. So it's, <laughs> it's all good.
0: Just do it, Nike. Um <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Uh, but seriously, it, it it's this is this is so hard. I don't know why this question is so hard. Um. Wow. Well, yeah. I prior to this, uh, I jokingly typed down, uh, "We all die. Just be nice." But yeah, life is very short, and I, I think it's worth it to be present within yourself. And try your best to be mindful and present throughout and, uh, you know, make sure you're doing things the way you want to be doing them Uh, and and be a good person, be be compassionate, be nice and make space. Everybody's living life and going through experiences and keeping that in mind. I think it's a lot easier to connect and have more purpose, Um, you know, because everyone is different and that is okay. And
1: that's
0: what makes
1: everything beautiful. Yeah. Ten on ten. That's, that's, well said. Well said. Give yourself some give yourself a pat on the back for that. Well said on Thank you. Me. I didn't
0: know what was going to come out of my mouth the entire time, but
1: <laughs> yeah, pe- people don't do it at times. I, I, you know, I've got, I've had two or three nasty grams this week about rescheduling episodes, and I was just like, look, I appreciate your time, and I'm, and it's not a matter of me standing someone up it's like stuff happens we're still in a pandemic and it's like oh well you can't get sick i was like all right you can take your two thousand followers elsewhere i don't know if i need (laughs) to talk to you
0: yeah communication is key and if somebody's not willing to be open to your communication you know that's not not really on you at that point you can have a conversation about it but coming to a conclusion instead of talking at at each other and you know instead of with each other you know that's kind of where it where it parts
1: yeah Yeah. it's very it's very simple it's like look we're here to have fun we're here to have a cool conversation like you know i i I used to talk to people and part of it is me getting i guess more seasoned at doing this and it's like nothing's to worry about here i'm not gonna ask anybody anything that's like yeah so when you did this one painting it was stupid tell me why i'm not gonna ask someone something like that i'm just gonna like you know it's it's a, it's a pretty neutral conversation, but really, I'm curious. That's literally what it is. And, you know, and part of that is you want people to feel good about what they do. And Absolutely. there is a it's a court. It's a curatorial sort of component to it where I'm not going to talk to someone I don't find at least surface level interesting. It's like, yeah, hey, what you into again? what you do again? And <laughs> they can kind of go from there. So I don't know. But. With that, I want to I want to go into these rapid fire questions. I've changed all of the ones since we've been talking because uh, I had have more details. You're a cagey one. You're a very cagey individual. So um, I want to start off with. I'm going to save the the Pokemon question for last. Hint: There oh. is a Pokemon question. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> since you so, I'm, I'm going to start it with we'll start it like this. So. Because the first time we, we tried to do this, you 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 said, you know, it's Google like Google. So I'm gonna ask you this question. Have you Googled yourself? Oh, absolutely. All right. Who
0: doesn't Google themselves?
1: Yeah. I Google other people. I, I don't really Google myself. I'm I'm nobody. I just kinda of Google other people. Yeah. yeah. I
0: got I got a little curious.
1: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh are you more cautious or bold on that spectrum? Which one do you lean toward?
0: Oh no. Um, I, oh God, both. No, it's both. I'm very contradicting. I, I, yeah, it's, it's both.
1: Okay. Now it's about to get very Japanese oriented. Uh, favorite Japanese snack.
0: Oh no. Oh God.
1: I know. I know.
0: Oh no. Currently right now. I since I, I'm so bad at this, specifically right now, wasabi chips, they're called mm. Chipstar. It's kind of like Pringle's alternative, but like I just really like spicy. So
1: Okay. Okay. You sell on the okay. ticket. You sold on the ticket. Whatever that uh that shipping rate is, we might have to talk about that. Uh now this is another one that's gonna be challenging because I, I know favorites are, I noticed each was like, so what's this? You're like Ugh. Favorite movie.
0: Oh Tekken Concrete.
1: Okay. Have you yeah. I haven't, but you're giving me something to check into. You give me homework. Yes, yes, really good. Uh, hmm. What's a Japanese phrase that you overuse? Because you're, you said you're, you know, doing, learning the language and all.
0: Oh, God, um, it's usually just "hi" and "sumimasen." Uh, what does that mean? Yes, and excuse me, or like I'm sorry.
1: Okay, I just yeah. I just say roboto a lot. You know, I just try to.
0: You know,
1: Don't get, about it. <laughs> well, my name is close to it though. <laughs> I was like, yo, where Kieran? Kiran Sapo Ichiban, <laughs> number one. It was like, yeah, all right, you're you didn't, you didn't get past 101, did you? Not even 01. <laughs> all right, now it's time for the Pokemon question.
0: Oh boy.
1: Okay. So you have three Pokemon. Who are what are they?
0: No. Yeah. No. Yes. I came here for a good time, not a stressful time. Um,
1: then I'm not saying they have to be your only, but you know you're you're okay, okay. That's
0: still implying like a top three.
1: No, uh, okay. This is true, but you can't pick all of them though. <laughs> God, I know, I know. Oh. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll make it easier for you. What is your astrological sign? And i break the Pokemon question in that way. Virgo. That's like Earth sign or something, right? Yeah. All right, three Rock Pokemon. Yeah. 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 No. No. (laughs) Go on. That's like the one type I don't
0: want to pick.
1: Okay. Okay. I'm a I'm a Water sign. I'm an I'm an Aquarius, right? So, or Air sign rather. So, but Water's part of it. Three Pokemon that are not Rock Pokemon.
0: (laughs) Oh my God, I can't. All right, hold up. Let's reel it back. I'm reeling it back to just three (laughs) Pokemon. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go go with Raichu. Um, I love my Alakazam. Uh, I'm sticking to the originals right now to make it easier for myself. Appreciate Um, you. Oh God. (laughs) no i i love i love them all uh, <laughs> i re- i really do um all right, let's see you them? And, oh my god geo dude <laughs> see, the, no the reason why i don't want to answer this cuz now i feel like i'm going to be judged and i'm going to be judged in a way where people don't know me and this is like this is a big topic for me <laughs> um, and it's it's like it, it, it's me but it's like also not me um
1: it's you at the moment at you the know? moment,
0: yes, yeah. on the spot. It's like I'm the wasabi chips. Yeah, yeah. I guess we'll do, we'll throw Gengar in there. We'll we'll do those three. Those are those are a solid three to me personally.
1: Can't believe you picked Raichu. Oh my gosh! It's just uh, I was expecting so much better from you. Uh. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it's it's great trolling. Now I, now I have to find. I, I have like. Some of the original cards, because like I think it like first came over in the US when I was like maybe a teenager. So it's just like I have like one of the books with the cards in there. It's like a yellow book. Pikachu is on and I'm like, let's let's get it. Let's go.
0: I have everything Pokemon I've ever owned still.
1: Nice. Nice. (laughs) So. With that, I, I didn't think we would have so much like hot Pokemon talk here. Uh, yeah. So so with that, um, I want to thank you for being on this podcast. This has been uh, it's been a treat. And yeah. I want to invite and encourage you to share with the listeners where they can check you out, where they can find your social media, despite you not using it regularly. But where can they check <laughs> you out?
0: Yes. Um. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I am mainly just on Instagram right now. Um. My handle is Earth Kodama. It's just my personal Instagram. I eventually, you know, want to make a music one, but we'll see about that. But um, that is pretty much the only thing I'm on. And I do have one song and a little album on uh, streaming platforms uh, under the name Hannah Kay. And um, the one single I do have out is called Lazuli. So, Hannah K., Lazuli. Well,
1: there you have it, folks. I want to again thank Hannah Kugel for coming onto the podcast. Uh, Spending a yarn with your boy, Rob Lee. And uh, I am Rob Lee saying that Baltimore is even in Japan. Baltimore is in Japan. But art, creatives, and just just cool people are in and around your neck of the woods. You just got to look for them.